0: The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network. Hello, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Yeah!
1: The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW,
0: At the rough house where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people too. And all people. Good job,
2: yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome <laughs> once again. What did I throw
1: you off on that, Chris? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's, it went live as soon as I hit this really big sniff. And I was like, oh, Christ, he's doing a line of yay before starting the show.
2: Is was has that not been obvious throughout the years of Roughhouse? How <laughs> how Chris gets going before shows on?
1: <laughs> yeah, those Thursday at ten p.m. Uh, late night sessions really get me hitting the uh, chopping the lines <laughs> on my kitchen table, fighting off the cat for the last line of yay.
2: Exactly, that's, uh, that's, that's how exactly. I do. Yeah. yeah. That's where the Patreon money goes. Straight up Chris. No, <laughs> straight nose. to cocaine. That's right. <laughs> Illegal drugs, all of uh, them. But yes, everyone, Roughhouse Podcast once again, I'm Marty. I'm Kristoff and I'm uh, high. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently it's just, um, just coffee. Yes, as a, as would be appropriate for uh, breaking that fourth wall Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Um, yes,
1: filled with peppermint mocha uh creamer because I'm a basic bitch and uh once Thanksgiving hits, everything in my life is peppermint flavored and I love it.
2: No judgment, man. Uh, fall season is pumpkin season for me, so I I totally understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, for everyone who complains about why is there so many pumpkin foods, uh, it's my fault. I love pumpkin shit and uh, yeah, I buy it all. So uh, that that's that. Um, but. Uh, not the most thrilling week of professional wrestling. Although we're we're starting to see things pivot and change into what's going to be a very weird 2019. Yeah, especially um, the first uh, half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, let's just lay it out there, folks. Probably the worst raw ever. <laughs> I mean, hey, you,
1: yeah, it, it's it's definitely up there in the it's in the argument uh, for worst ever, and it had a lot yeah. of things going against it um and not a lot going for it you know there's there's you're missing um a lot of top guys stroman is out uh reigns obviously is out Mm -hmm. the ambrose ambrose wasn't even there i think his his doctor things all his stuff
2: was pre-taped
1: um so that didn't help um and then
2: i the i (laughs) <laughs> I, I can hear the the rage being baited back already the
1: disdain the disappointment the just what the f- like I I enjoy a nice scatological joke every mm-hmm. now and then mm-hmm. you know uh, I I'm I'm a dude and I will laugh at farts pretty much until I'm six feet underground 100 percent. this reliance on this p gimmick um, yeah. for spud and the aop ee
0: <laughs>
1: it's just it's just so fucking
2: cringeworthy if you told me two years ago when aop and bobby Roode were <coughs> riding high in nxt that on raw yeah the top program for the tag titles was going to be the authors of pain against bobby rude and one half of one half of american alpha i'd be like shit yeah this is awesome <laughs> yeah bring it on And instead, what we get is a match where basically the AOP, who no longer stands for anything, the AOP end up retaining their tag titles because Bobby Roode and Chad Gable both Both. are complete fucking idiots yeah, and will rather stare at a video screen at length then go oh wait there's a match happening i mean regardless of what's going on on screen that's its own right. problem yeah the booking however is these professional athletes are right. fucking idiots
1: and not only they're professional wrestlers and if you're a professional wrestler uh logic would lead you to believe that they've watched a lot of professional wrestling in their yes. lives yes and this has been something that has happened in professional wrestling a lot where people get distracted by something on the tron if mm-hmm. i'm a professional wrestler uh who's thinking of my own volition um and i see something up on the 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 tron but i'm in the middle of the match i'm gonna be like yeah that's probably not so important i'm Gonna, i'm gonna focus on this big uh this big middle eastern 350 pound guy who's about to bludgeon me into eternity uh right, that's, right. that's where my mind is but apparently yeah. uh the way they're writing these characters is that they're complete fucking morons and it's, 100%. it's undermining our intelligence to making
2: us root for these guys who are complete fucking morons in our eyes and I mean, uh, I, I, rec- I, I recognize that this is an ongoing long running WWE trope, the distraction on the Titan Tron, yeah. the distraction of someone's theme music. Uh, a, I would love for professional wrestlers to get smarter over time. Yes. I, I would love for some plucky baby face to be the first guy to go. Eh, it's just a fake out. I got a match in front of me. Yeah. But also I'm just thinking. Why hasn't and, – and again, if, if I'm going to look at this pure kayfabe, take away standard logic and reason, try to focus on the logic and reason in WWE storytelling, which I recognize is a fool's errand. Yes. Why hasn't WWE or the professional referees who oversee every match started to handle things like a Titantron distraction or entrance music distraction as being interference on par with a run in or other DQ situation, wherein the match gets thrown out because of some external influence. Yeah, but
1: usually those, in keeping with Fabe, those external yes. influences become physical. So it's as soon as somebody gets laid laid hands upon, is when the bell rings and a DQ happens. So yeah, I guess that's the only
2: kayfabe reason. And then in that same regard, Rockstar Spud, Drake Maverick is on screen pissing on a robe uh-huh okay again we'll get into how fucking dumb that is uh-huh why haven't tonka and razar the the methods of mayhem decided to oh. jump on... oh oh <laughs> Decide... shit.
1: oh that's a new metal deep
2: cut holy shit, tommy Lee. why Ooh. why haven't why haven't oh. they decided with the two of the 15 seconds that glorious Chad are staring at the screen to beat the ever-loving fuck out of them.
1: I like, don't know. They're too busy. Uh, why are the naked. heels is
2: equally dumb? Like, why is everyone in that ring designed to be a fucking moron? And more importantly, am I a moron for watching this? <laughs> the
1: answer to that is yes. <laughs> clearly yeah. we are and, yeah and they're like I, like I said they're undermining our intelligence and our our loyalty to this product and you know with everything going on in the pro wrestling, sure, they have a shit ton of money coming in. They have a shit ton of talent on their hands. But there's also a shit ton of stuff that they're gonna think, think I know it's stifling their creativity.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's so bad. And hey, uh, the ratings, uh, which again, uh, just going off of what we on the internet get to see, uh, showing us in kind. That uh, no one gives a shit about this now because it's the, I think that it was the lowest rated show of the modern era. If, if, if uh, what I read is correct. Uh, So, Hey, you know, great thing to do right before the biggest deal of your life to have the worst ratings ever. And you can't sit there and go, Oh, it's football. Oh, it's, it's the holiday season. Oh, we're up against a thing this is this is the wwe now like at a point you you can't you can't continue to point fingers and say it's these other things um i i don't know a lot about the guy but uh there there's this legendary uh booker who passed away this past week uh larry mastic i believe his mm-hmm. name is mm-hmm. um He wrote a book about professional wrestling, and apparently uh, this book is considered, uh, you know, kind of a holy Bible to modern day bookers. And in it, there's this one page called page 128. Mm -hmm. And I saw the, the screenshot of it going around, and this is considered a motto, just to keep saying page 128, because what it says is, as a promoter, you can say, the weather's bad, this is happening, that's happening. You know, there, there's, there's an election, there's, uh, it it rained outside, all these different things at the end of the day, if people don't watch your show, if people don't come to your show, it's because you didn't put together a show people cared about. Yeah. That's where we're at now. hundred percent. I, I have in in front of me on raw, one of the greatest stables of physical talent ever. Any combination of, of these guys should be amazing. And I don't give a fuck. I, I,
1: yeah, none of none of the story really doing well right now in Raw. Uh, you know, you have the the tag program you just mentioned. The Ambrose and uh, Seth Rollins thing has kind of slipped into wacky old DNA. Aussie Am- uh, bit is is cringy at the same time. There's really nothing that's Firing well on, uh, you know, you got this weird Baron Corbin, um, Dolph Ziggler, Lashley, and um, what's his face? Uh, Drew McIntyre Mm -hmm. alliance happening. It's just a lot of just garbage. Yes. Nothing's working. Nothing's yes. firing. Nothing's clicking. Nothing is making me say, fuck yeah, I want to see this. You know, are we going to get uh Baron Corbin versus Finn Balor for the one millionth time? Are we are we gonna get uh Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler for the million and a half
2: time? Oh yeah, that's another great example. Yeah, <laughs> they promote this. Seth Rollins open challenge for the right. IC title. Yeah. You have guys popping up on Twitter like Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander saying, "Oh, that's interesting." And me, as a fan, I'm supposed to be invested not just on what's on screen, but what's off screen, based on what they're promoting on social media. This turns into holy shit. Maybe they're gonna give a 205 live guy a unique shot. Maybe they're gonna, maybe they're gonna bump up an NXT guy. Uh, not yeah. to get throw out spoilers, I just want to say, literally this week, during the NXT tapings, they did the same gimmick and delivered better. Instead of anything interesting happening, I get Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler again. And it's not like it's a bad match. It's not a bad match. We've seen that match
1: since uh, July. Whenever the brand yeah.
2: reshuffle happened.
1: No. No, it's not. It's good every time, but it's the same. It's the same thing. Variety is life.
2: Yeah, and and instead we have this, and it's just an absolute. Oh, sorry. No my my internet is garbage and Oh you're, okay. You're
1: jumbling. I caught like every other syllable of what you were saying there so that's fun. <laughs> uh,
2: we'll we'll see how the audio turns out. Um yeah. Uh all I know is this is just absolute fucking It's just lazy. an absolute mess. It's lazy and it? it's a mess and 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 I you know you have guys like Xavier Woods now. Xavier Woods, who I for the longest time thought was like the voice of the people, especially with uh, him rocking that six and one uh, shirt the other day on SmackDown. Yeah, he's the he's going in interviews and saying, well, you know, the main roster there, we bust our ass and everyone just goes, well, NXT's so much better, but we're still working so hard for you guys. And you're all just entitled. And it's like, what?
1: Entitled children, I think he called us, right? (laughs) Yes.
2: Yes. I I don't feel entitled. I just want, if I'm going to take three hours out of my week to watch professional wrestling, and, and this is just on the Raw side. I mean, SmackDown has its own pluses and minuses as well. Yeah, But if I'm going to take three hours out of my week to watch a single episode of Raw, I would like for those three hours to be entertaining and not feel like I'm wasting away. <laughs> Yeah,
1: you're you're wasting your time and you know, at this point in our lives, time is very valuable. You know, there are things we yeah. want to do, things we need to do. Um, you know, and downtime uh is is few and far between. So if I'm going to commit my downtime, which is something I get only a couple hours of a week to something, I'm going to make sure it's worth my fucking while to do it. And yeah. it, it it leads me to why dictatorships don't work.
2: Mm-hmm, <laughs> you need
1: mm-hmm checks and balances in big things. And in this case, I'm not talking about a country's gross national product or going to war. I'm talking about grown half naked men wrestling around in a ring. And yes, yes, it's very different, but it's also very similar. You have the dictator in Vincent Kennedy McMahon up at the top who apparently rewrote this show last minute and boy, does it show and (laughs) there's nobody there saying, hmm, there's no, there's no Supreme Court or ju- or judicial or um, legislative branch saying, you know what, I don't think that should be done. It's just what he says goes. And what he wants is somebody peeing on a robe and, and the same match for the millionth time. And it's just not fucking working. There needs to be some sort of um hey, you know what Vince, maybe 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 we should try this. And you know it's not going to come from Kevin fucking Dunn. You know no. it's not going to come from that piece of shit Michael Hayes. No. Um so, you know, does it come from uh from Steph or is she too busy uh inflating her own ass saying that the women's uh that Evolution show was like WrestleMania? <laughs> uh, or is it going to come from Triple H who's rehabbing a, a bicep injury and trying to expand NXT into this worldwide juggernaut? It's not it, It's It's just not there. And everybody's too afraid to say anything. And that's why we get shows like we got on Monday. And it's just it's sad as a fan for decades of this uh of this show and this business and this brand to see these people that they have spent some time getting me to uh invest in and like like Browns. Yeah. I like these performers, but then, then they just give them direct to go out there and perform, and it's just like, what's the
2: fucking point? Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's not like these are isolated incidents. I mean, I'm focusing on, on the AOP Drake Maverick thing, uh, especially because, let's be honest, up until this point in his career, it's not like Drake Maverick was considered this diamond and rough hard worker that that – they're burying no the reason why yeah rockstar spud got over by being humiliated regularly he was pinned by matt hardy's baby for christ's sake (laughs) it's king Maxwell to you yes but the fact is i'm not sitting here saying guy has like this amazing track record of professional wrestling excellence uh you know he's he's not a dean malenko or or anything like that no no no. but now his thing is just. Man who pees, and it's it's just sad. It's just sad. And and I can point out other things up and down the card that made no sense. Why are the Lucha House Party allowed to have three people in a match and it's okay, whereas the heel move in the main event is to have two on one? I don't know. Why, why if they're going to give us a real uncomfortable segment, are they going to bother to ask Renee Young what's going through Dean Ambrose's mind? with the best answer they can give is uh i don't really know guys
1: yeah we're a ter- we have a terrible relationship and we don't talk about things at home
2: like that's essentially what right she says
1: which right. is terrible
2: right right i mean unless this is just another instance of wwe going hey there's a happy functional relationship in our company let's find a way to ruin it yeah exploit it which her. reminds me uh, with the news that came out this week, hearing, uh, A, apparently Zelina Vega and Alistair Black were an item, but B, they got married. Mazel tov to you. them. Yeah. All I Hell know yeah. is, all I know is, I very quickly went, oh, okay, Alistair Black's going to go to Raw. That explains everything.
1: Uh, SmackDown. Oh, oh, you mean to separate them?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, WWE yeah, way. Yeah, right. When in doubt, fuck over a relationship. Um, well, you got Miz and
1: Maurice together on uh most of the time on on Raw and then the SmackDown
2: for now. <laughs> for now. Yeah. For well, now.
1: Maurice hasn't really been on screen that much, yeah. Uh, yeah, but but yeah, there's over the course of uh eternity,
2: <laughs> you're you're mm-hmm. mostly correct there, yeah. Unless your name is uh, you have- <laughs> true, true. Um, but it's just it's it's frustrating, it's incredibly frustrating because i want to watch raw and enjoy it and i'm sure everyone else listening to this show feels yeah. the same way uh i i i, I just don't get it's, it i just it's, don't it's exhausting it. trying to figure out why yeah. this is
1: happening it is well here's here's my thought uh circling back to uh alistair black and Zelina vega uh-huh. um so how i imagine them consummating their marriage this is this some time something I spent some time uh, thinking about this weekend?
2: It starts um, with a Zelina Vega Rana, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> it gets to that. It builds oh, to okay. that. Okay. So they uh, they they rent out uh, uh, full sale, and so they have the ring set up and everything, but it's empty. It's just them two in there. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So um, so he, he, <laughs> Alistair Black uh, hits Zelina Vega with uh, with Black Mass. So she's 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 laying she's laying down on the on the mat. So then Black runs up and does his uh second rope uh moon salty thing, but he doesn't land uh crisscross applesauce. He lands uh, he lands dick first into into Zelina's mega. <laughs> that's that's how I imagine the consummation happening. And then she she then she wakes up. And then, um, you know, she gets all fired up. Uh, she's not tranquilo. No, no, no. She, uh, no. she, she does the uh, she does the half rana onto black uh, onto onto the mat. And then she, but but,
2: but he holds on a, a little <laughs> bit longer. He,
1: he he rolls over, so he's on his back. And then Zelina Vega does the the the, the she does it off the bottom rope because she's shorter. She does the bottom rope moon salty thing, and then lands right on uh, Alistair's black.
2: Uh, I really enjoy the fact that your fantasy booking the way to consummate their marriage. It's either it's either a peak or a low for the Rough House podcast. I have yes, correct. <laughs> I would watch for the love of God put that in the description. Chris Fantasy Books The honeymoon of Selena Vega and Alistair Black.
1: Ten out of ten would watch.
2: <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. She's a spinner. Um oh yeah. Oh yeah. So fire. The good news is, SmackDown
1: was really enjoyable. SmackDown was good, I, it, and it's funny. I don't know if it was, if, if it was good. Just it, it looked great in comparison. I don't, yeah. but it's it seemed pretty good on its own. But I don't know if we're just boosting that because Raw was so bad. But it was good. I mean, the the page and Charlotte. Um, and, uh, Becky stuff, the man is back and she is, uh, she's ready to fight. She's out of Dr. Jail allegedly, apparently. Yep. And, um, they, they set up the, the rematch is going to be, I think the first ever TLC women's match. Yes, um, indeed. And then the rest of the women's rock comes out and saying that two people get opportunities, which is not incorrect, um, mm-hmm. but also, you know, uh, that's – see, that's how you make storytelling make sense. Uh, so then exactly. they all come out. So then Page sets up a battle royal for uh, for the third person um, to be entered into this triple threat TLC match. So – and then, of course – not of course, but happily, Asuka wins because Oscar's yeah. fucking great, and they remember that finally – So now we get the man defending against the queen and the empress in a uh, women's TLC match, which has me rock fucking hard. That has to main event the show.
0: I
2: I absolutely hope it does, because that match sounds fucking fantastic. And if we aren't going to get Braun Corbin, um, unless it's, you know, Braun Strowman comes out, basically puts. Uh, uh, Baron Corbin through a whole bunch of random things, yeah, for eight minutes, and that's it. Uh, because there's no way a dude who's coming off of shoulder surgery sh- or not shoulder elbow, elbow surgery, yeah. uh, should be going through tables. No. Um, I I hope that's the main because I didn't know I wanted that match, and, and these see that to me that is great matchmaking. I didn't know I wanted this match, now yeah. I have this match, now I'm excited for this, yeah,
1: match. Now I'm foaming at the mouth,
2: yeah, and I mouth. mean, mouth. I, like I said, not everything is rainbows and happiness over on the SmackDown side because the big show turned something again. <laughs> Whatever. I, I don't know if he's a face. I don't know if he's heel. I just know he's not with the bar anymore. So that was kind of weird. Um, I didn't get
1: those new shirts made for a 3D yeah. program.
2: <laughs> show bar. Um, <laughs> it looks like we are getting a Rusev-Nakamura feud, which cool. sounds awesome. Cool with that. Cool with that. Didn't
1: they have uh, – they had one when he was um... – didn't they already have a, have, have a feud?
2: I don't know if they had a feud, but I know they had a match. They had a match. Um, okay. All right. Because uh, uh, coincidentally, uh, if you want to be reminded that, hey, sometimes this year WWE got things right, apparently there's going to be a new collection uploaded to the network Monday, Tuesday, uh, which is the best matches of 2018. And okay. one of them is from Fastlane, Rusev versus Shinsuke Nakamura, which I remember oh, being a fucking Fastlane. banger. Yeah. Oh, was that long ago. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was right before uh, Mania. It's it's mm-hmm, what they did mm-hmm. uh, to lead to the AJ match. Um, That's right. But uh, like the list came out of what's on that collection and it's all great shit. But what I find really interesting is they're actually putting like NXT, May Young, UK Good. championship matches into the mix uh, as well as should. Uh, but um, it it looks like a great lineup and definitely one of those things I might just throw on when I've nothing else to watch, which is almost never these days, (laughs) (laughs) but um, it it looks like a great collection. So that's pretty cool. Um, Also on SmackDown, we got a little bit more of the AJ uh, Daniel Bryan storyline is a a great promo. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the build that they're doing there. And I think their match at TLC has the chances of being really great. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah. Years of watching Daniel Bryan have taught me that grumpy Daniel Bryan is best Daniel Bryan. Yes. And that seems to be what he's bringing to the table here. And, I mean... AJ's always awesome and for him to uh to have gotten a pay-per-view off tells me he'll probably do some dumb shit in this one in the, in the best of ways. Well,
1: yeah, and it made sense the way they said he wasn't medically clear to be on Survivor mm-hmm. series Smackdown just to take some time off. Cause the dude fucking deserved it. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it, that's attention to detail and storytelling and progressing things, and not undermining our intelligence. And it's funny how, you know, when you, when you, when you stick those things in there, it's like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. They're paying attention to stuff, you know? Uh, and that just, that makes me a little more invested in what's going on over there.
2: What did you think of the Jeff Hardy, uh, celebration? Uh, I was a little confused K wise as to why Jeff Hardy was being celebrated.
1: <laughs> well, it was a 20 year his 20 year anniversary in uh right? No? That's what they said, I think.
2: Uh I, I, I couldn't hang on. Hang on. Let, let me let me look back. Why I were think they doing it? That's what they called it. Uh it the, might be. Um 98. Yeah. Sound about, uh, no, I, that I f- yeah. If, it, if it was 98, I feel like he was in WWE before that as a jobber. As a jobber, um, but not as yeah. you know. Yeah, anybody, anybody, anybody would care about. Uh anyway, <laughs> you look at it though, it was a little weird. Um I'm not I'm not shitting on that per se Good because
0: highlight
2: Great Highlight package uh it reminded me of how great and crazy Jeff Hardy has been over the years, and then yes, they're kind of running back the CM Punk angle uh, with Jeff Hardy, but damn if Joey Samoe didn't do a great job delivering it. I loved how when Joe came
1: out and started talking about popping bottles, and you know, he said you shouldn't have those around Jeff Hardy, and Shane, Shane came up and was like, "Dude, come on, and come on, man." <laughs>
0: but,
1: but Jeff completely owns it. You know, he had to sign off on the uh, on, oh, on of the course. angle. Oh, you know. Of it was that with that that i loved and you know joe is just really
2: so good at being a shithead and i love him for it i i couldn't agree more there are few people who do more with the little that is given to him uh than than Joey samoe uh that guy uh always 100% believable even yeah. in the most unbelievable angles uh, like when he was cucking aj styles a few weeks back um <laughs> i I, <laughs> I, uh, I, Wendy. I i just love everything he does and this was more of it and um I, I think it's gonna be sort of a classic big dude little dude feud and i'm totally here for it uh that that's all you really need to, to keep me excited real basic storytelling uh babyface you know gets put on a pedestal heel justifiably yeah. takes them down. And now I want to see those two fight. That's it. And here, here's
1: where I want to come with that. I want some Joe to badly. KFA beat Jeff Hardy and win this feud to get a little stink back on Joe. Then I want Rusev to win the United States title from Nakamura. Then I want to see Rusev versus Samoa Joe for the United States title. Yeah. And then when Rusev did I want Rusev uh, and Lana to rent out Full Sail University. And I'm alone. I want Rusev to put Lana into Hesley. i on my own now?
2: Yeah no I, I I caught all that I okay. caught all that All right it's, it's just there yeah. was
1: not much of a reaction happening there I was just yeah. curious, curious, curious.
2: <laughs> if if, Ruth, if if Chris books random wrestling couples to fucking full sales the new Let's Murder Michael Hayes I'm into it. Um <laughs> So speaking of people getting fucked this week, ladies and gentlemen, uh, yeah. let's let's talk about the UK scene. Uh, <laughs> the UK indie scene is not one we talk about too regularly, but um, in this instance, it, it's something that I feel like we need to talk about because we are seeing the first results, first real results of uh, this WWE worldwide expansion starting to yeah. really affect independent wrestling the rest of the world of wrestling as uh, all the nxt uk talent uh, for those who were unawares the way it worked for nxt uk talent prior to this past week was they were paid a small amount per year let's say twenty thousand dollars a year and the idea behind yeah. that was that essentially put them on wrestling retainer so if WWE needed them for an NXT shot, WWE UK championship shot before it was NXT UK, whatever it was, they could pull them from any booking and do that. Otherwise business as usual for the UK indie scene. Then things got twisted a little bit more. So if you were on a show a week before, which was thriving. Oh yeah. Things were working great. um, But things changed where if you were on a show a week before an NXT UK taping, you couldn't be on it. You had to be off of that because they didn't want you to get hurt. Too many guys got hurt. Well, now everyone has new contracts. Everyone got a pay raise, which is good. But now you can only work with certain companies who are friendly to WWE. You can only go against your fellow WWE UK talent. You cannot go against people from Ring of Honor or Impact or Lucha Underground or anywhere else. Uh, And you can only work for these certain companies that are friendly with WWE. Your Fight Club Pros, because that's owned by Trent Seven. Your Progresses, your ICWs, your OTT in Ireland. Uh, It's really kind of throwing a curveball at what has been a really thriving, really growing UK scene. And the part that's really weird to me is apparently there's now these deals with these same UK companies that basically, if WWE decides we're gonna make a bigger stink of this NXT UK thing, we can just buy out your company entirely.
1: Yeah, is is do they have an they and these companies don't have an option to say no? It's the contract that uh, that like, yep, if, if we if we
2: option this, we own you, bitch. Yeah, yeah, like that's it. It's it's game over for you. Yes, you get a few hundred thousand dollars or whatever it is. Which hey, not a bad place to be, especially if I'm. Let's say, uh, to my understanding, the guys from Progress are those who are running. Fuck no. Uh, my understanding the guys from Progress are the guys running the NXT UK shows behind the scenes. Like they're the ones who are actually there live running the show. Um, so hey, they have are they're already on the payroll. Okay. Fuck it. Get paid a few hundred thousand for what was progress and move on but it's it's starting to feel a lot like and a lot of people have brought this up it's starting to feel like when vince jr started taking over wwf and started saying hey territories send me tapes i'll put them on wwe programming or sorry at the time wwf programming Oh, look at that. These are the top six stars people like. Oh, look at that. We just hired all of them. Oh, look at that. You don't have any stars anymore. Oh, look at that. You need someone to come out and bail you out and buy up your territory. Oh, look at that. Suddenly I control three quarters of the U.S. Like, uh, (laughs) I didn't know Triple H was going to be pulling these same moves, but equal parts, that's fucked up. Equal parts, bravo, Papa H.
1: Yeah, well, you okay. know, it, they're 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 going for the monopoly, and um, yeah. and it's it, so far, you, you know, <laughs> step yeah. one is success. They're working on step two now. Step three, global domination, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, all signs point to them getting there eventually. But you know, this uh, this feeling that um, the the scene itself uh can survive and make these people that WWE is scooping up came from there they were homegrown talent and UK is is pretty big and there's enough people out there who are still you know working their way or to get there that mm-hmm. maybe uh at some point you know the these the new stars can be made and uh the the, the scene can continue to if not thrive at least exist you know sure. you, you would you would sure. hope you make new stars that's that's the key to the business um but who knows as to whether or not uh that's actually going to happen it's uh it's it's kind of a brave new world over there and i know you know we have some uh some listeners over there in the uk so i'd love for you guys to your thoughts because I'm going to those shows in reading or, or or wherever the fuck they are i only know a couple of cities in england
0: <laughs>
1: moron Leeds and reading because they have like big metal festivals and shit um sure but uh, but yeah, you know, I, I I I'm curious to see what you think. Like, it would be if you know, if uh, if WWE swooped into MCW and and picked off you know the King Ryan McBride and the Royal Advisor, which would be a great call. Um, Absolutely, please you. Yeah, <laughs> and Drolix and a lot of these people who have been there for a while are super talented. Um, you know, could an MCW survive without those top tier talents? And you know, the 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 scene is going to have to prove its metal
2: yeah uh, undoubtedly and and what's interesting is you know we have to see how the uk ends up responding to this we're starting to see a little bit of that in how us indies are responding to these things because this has been a, a very weird week in the us indie scene also um turns out hey uh young bucks cody Probably not gonna be at that big MSG show yeah. that I'm sure everyone, including the hosts of this program, <laughs> bought the tickets thinking they'd be there for. Um <laughs> w- there was there was like 10 minutes this week where it looked like we were gonna have the bizarre fever dream of LAX from Impact going against NXT's street profits in Evolve. And then Impact went, fuck that shit. We're not having our guys lose to WWE guys, Dev- hold guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, And hey, Impact, I don't blame you on that one. Um, I I think we're going to see some very strange, very weird, very uncomfortable changes occur while this scene starts to steady out on the UK side.
1: Yeah, and you know if this UK thing works out for WWE, which it probably will. Let's be honest. uh, It looks like the next step is Germany uh, Mm because they just signed Walter, who is the uh, biggest, both literally and uh, (laughs) and figuratively (laughs) star in that in that area. And um, so you know, it looks like he wants the 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 German NXT division happens he'll be the face of that and he's brought in under a deal and you know uh also uh, there's there's tiers there's different levels right. of deals that have been offered to these uh performers so your pete duns and your tyler bates and trent sevens and uh you know a couple of those uh tony storm and rhea ripley like the the, the top tier of the mm-hmm. uk talent is getting much more uh, Than the the lower tier people that are that are being brought in um, there as well, and I would imagine Walts would be towards that top tier as well. Um, yes, with with his signing. So you know, UK, Germany. I know there's still talks of uh, setting one up in Saudi Arabia, India, yeah. Japan, maybe they were Australia, scouting in Chile this weekend in Chile. Jesus, I yeah. guess South America makes uh, makes a bit of sense too. Uh, yeah. But here. What about Mexico? There's been no mention of Mexico, to my knowledge, unless I just uh, gloss over it for some reason. I feel like an NXT Lucha brand could be fucking
2: great. Yeah, I'd imagine probably what they would be waiting on on that is if you think about who the top tier guys would be, most of them are signed under Lucha Underground right now. Uh, I'd imagine they're probably waiting and seeing what happens with Uh, an additional season of lucha underground because if it doesn't happen there's a bunch of talent on the free market and there you go build it around pentagon and phoenix and anyone random else who they want to sign i know i read that they're considering looking into some of the deeper uh indie levels of mexico i suppose just CMLL and triple a guys um but I, I I'm not familiar enough with that scene to say. Oh, this is a good pickup. That's a that's a good pickup. Sure. Have you? Um, I I do think we are going to start seeing individualized regional NXTs everywhere. And if the news this week that we're getting NXT UK takeover in January is any indication, we'll start seeing takeover shows for Germany, for Japan, for Australia, for wherever they're set up. Yeah. Just becomes this ongoing thing where I guess talents can just sort of go between. I mean, it, it it almost harkens back to the territories, except for WWE owns every territory.
1: Yeah, and Christ, we think there's too much wrestling to watch now. I know. <laughs> I know. In, in another couple of years, where there's four, or five different NXT brands from all over the world um, that are, you know, probably just overflowing with talent. That it's yeah. like shit. I have to get involved in this one too. Um, but that see, that's that's what they that's what they're I, I guess right is objective here. But that's what they're doing right in terms of getting um, people invested on their show, as opposed to just making a star pee on a robe. I don't know. I keep going yes. back to that. So <laughs> infuriating. That's a fucking yeah. thing that's happening uh, and a main focal point on your number one show. It's just yeah. infuriating.
2: Yeah. Uh, although, uh, in that same regard the indies still have moments that make the wwe blink because as again we found out just this week hey you know how we're going to have nxt take over brooklyn go one-on-one against roh new japan and msg well now they're separate nights so which you know what
1: i'm questioning that now because like you just mentioned the elite doesn't look like they're going to be at that show and that was, yeah. you know, aside from Okada and Naito, because it's a New Japan show as well. There's, sure. Those are, those guys are still draws and maybe Omega, probably not Omega though. Um, although, you know, there's a possibility he could work out something with New Japan. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? I'm yeah. hoping for, I'm hoping for Omega. I just I, I just, I mean,
2: all I know is right now, New Japan and Ring of Honor still have a working relationship. That hasn't changed. Yeah. Uh, right. No, you know, all elite wrestling isn't a thing. If all, all elite wrestling becomes a thing, Maybe they would swoop in and take that, you know, U.S. deal. Uh, but yeah. right now, we're living in a world where I'm guessing there's a more than 1% chance we're going to see Okada versus PCO at, <laughs> at Madison Square Garden. So, you know, uh, that's just where we're at know. now. Yeah. yeah,
1: congratulations to him for for signing with Ring of Honor. Brody King also uh, got signed. So it looks like Ring of Honor is finally uh, come to the realization that elite isn't sticking around. They're like, okay, we need to scoop up some motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, So they're doing so. They just got Jeff Cobb not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, I think Lethal re- re-signed. Yes, um, so you know there is talent there. It's just not elite, the elite level talent. Um, so we'll see how they do with uh with rebuilding. Hopefully, you know, hopefully they can put together a card to make uh make this show in April great but with with the loss of the elite and not being there i'm i'm just curious as to why now they're worried about nxt going against it i mean the show is already sold out so that w- i'm just i'm
2: questioning why they made that decision this weekend so the only thing i could think of and this comes from uh the more cynical part of the wrestling internet i i, I read this and i went oh that makes sense if you look at the way that WrestleMania weekend is starting to get plotted out uh, in case you're wondering, no, you can't watch every show. No, you can't go to every show as it happens live because there's like 14 going on at any moment. Uh, right. As someone pointed out, aha, if triple H moves NXT from Saturday night to Friday night, instead of going one-on-one with one big show, because almost everyone decided to avoid the MSG show, NXT gets the fuck over four different indie shows at once. Huh? Yeah.
1: That's, that's a pretty cynical way to look at it, but <laughs> it's also kind of a relatively good point. I hadn't yeah. thought about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I, I guess maybe because that was sold out then then maybe they, uh, cause nobody else, I, I can't imagine them being too many other shows that were booked, to uh happen that saturday night aside from nxt and new japan ring of
2: honor because yeah pretty much it was left open by all the companies they went oh shit okay we're not gonna book then uh really the only major thing that's happening friday night is a completely sold out joey janela spring break show so you know good on them they got money they're they're set they're good uh sorry high spots for (laughs) whatever you were planning on doing on friday night uh because Speaking as two people who are going to the ROH MSG show, uh, I certainly want to see what type of availability there is for NXT tickets on Friday. Uh, that could be yeah. really fun.
1: Yeah, it puts a little hamper on the on hotel rooms and everything, but we can figure that shit out. Yeah, exactly, uh, yeah. exactly. If 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 if, uh, if if it works out, it works out. Um, you know, it. it yeah, I don't know. There's a lot a lot of things open in the air, and uh, if you're an indie booker. Trying to book a show that weekend, you kind of had a a huge wrench tossed in your fucking face uh, yeah, yesterday yeah. When, when that email blast got sent out. So um, you know, time will tell. It, it is it is WWE's weekend. Let's not sure you know, sure it's WrestleMania weekend and they own it. Yeah. And there's there's no you know there, there's there's no at, question at the end of the day
2: that. at the end of the day, if you're an indie promoter, you have to recognize you're kind of a barnacle on a ship at this point. Like oh, for that weekend, for that weekend, you are basically yeah. saying. Hey, we want to be uh promoting also because you're here. I will say I am so sorry for the 2019 Hall of Fame class, because fucking nobody's gonna be there now. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> and this is when I when you sent me the link, I uh
1: I sent it to my uh my buddies Derek and Eric, um, who uh are going, we're going to Mania together. Um uh, yeah. my, my Laiko lads. And um they said that maybe this is the undertaker's year to go into the hall of fame and that yeah, that be, gets people. That would be the draw. Um, And I said, well, that would work on many different levels. One, they're huge undertaker marks. And number two, that would mean that I never get to, or never have to sit through an undertaker match again. Yes. So everybody yes. wins. Everybody wins. Let's, let's fucking make that shit happen. <laughs> I do not want to see an undertaker match at WrestleMania. He can come out do his little thing, Uh, you know, for the hall of fame yeah. wave. Uh, in the middle of WrestleMania. Sure. Fine. Great. Yeah. Let's, let's get that shit over with. Write the check, uh, oh, yeah. and, you know, put him, put him back in uh, his casket on wheels back to Texas where he can, you know, do weird stuff with his wife. I don't know.
2: Yeah. And continue to be sixty nine. I think
1: if I were to fantasy book this, I think I would have, um I would have him uh, pick up uh, Michelle McCool for, for two- sixty nine for five minutes yeah <laughs> uh, and then as soon as he breaks in her mouth, he just, boom, plunges her down into the ground and then crosses her uh, arms on her tits and then goes uh, and takes a shower and eats a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he, he seems like a creamy peanut butter guy to me So, because I'm a crunchy guy and I don't <laughs> creamy, creamy peanut butter, so that's why I'm associating with Undertaker. Uh, so there you go. Anybody I don't like eats creamy peanut butter.
2: <laughs> I, I'm just going to. Note for the record, I'm a creamy peanut butter guy. God damn it, Marty.
1: (laughs) The Rough House podcast is a weekly podcast. The Rough House podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. And Marty. Follow us at RoughHouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash TheRoughHousePodcast
0: this is the, the Ruff House pod. uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph, He's terrible with his information. The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network. So you say you want to be a pro wrestler? Well, head on down to Dr. Boner Fingers Flapjack Jamboree Wrestling School. Hi, I'm Dr. Boner Fingers. I've never wrestled, but I have at least 14 to 15 VHS tapes of prior pro wrestling events. Slambury, World War Three, In Your House, 1997. I've owned them all. I've watched them multiple times. I once bought a pair of Owen Hart's tights off of eBay prior to his untimely demise. We have a ring set up. Is it a real ring? It's mostly just mats and some jump ropes I found at a local Salvation Army, but that shit looks pretty convincing. Come on down. $8,000 a month. Me and my certified staff by certified, I mean not a one of them has muscular dystrophy. We'll train you in the fine art of professional wrestling as we assume it's done since we watch a whole shit ton of wrestling. TNA WWE, Ring of Honor we watch it, we think we know what to do and you're going to learn how to what to possibly do based on what the hell we think is up. Only $8,500 for enrollment or one huge ass bag of cocaine. Again Dr. Boner Fingers Flapjack Jamboree Wrestling School located out back of the shed, out back of of the Arby's at the corner of Butthole and Smith.